Welcome to Episode 2 in Advent, A Season of Penitence and Preparation, the concluding episode in the series. I'm Father Ron Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church. In Episode 2, the series concludes with a discussion of the readings for 3rd and 4th Sunday in Advent and other celebrations of Advent, including the Great O Antiphons, a 12th century verse and response reading with music for the final seven days of Advent from December 18th to the 24th, and the AIC seasonal video series Lessons and Carols for Christmas Eve. Previously in Episode 1, the focus was the history and themes of the season, uh, traditions of Advent season, the collect, epistle, and gospel readings for the first and second Sunday in Advent, and other music for Advent season from the St. Chrysostom hymnal not included in the 1940 hymnal. The Collect for Third Sunday in Advent was introduced with the 1662 Book of Common Prayer. The revisers substituted this new composition based on themes in the readings for the day and the second theme of Advent season, the promised second coming in judgment, replacing the much shorter and less scriptural-based light and darkness theme in the original 1549 Book of Common Prayer. The concept of taking teachings into the heart was introduced into the Anglican tradition in Archbishop Cranmer's responses to the Decalogue in the 1549 Book of Common Prayer. The preamble is a rare example of direct address to the Lord Jesus Christ in the Book of Common Prayer. Ministers and stewards in the collect refers to clergy and bishops and their roles as custodians of the mysteries, meaning the interpretive heritage handed down from the apostles. The illustration shows Christ meeting John the Baptist and some of John's disciples, the fourth of five such details on the front side of a fourth century a fourth quarter 12th century frieze on parchment with scenes in the life of John the Baptist. The original, manuscript number 42497, is among the additional manuscripts collection at the British Library in London, England. The frieze was probably made in the Alsace region which spanned the border between France and Germany. O Lord Jesus Christ, who at thy first coming did send thy messenger to prepare the way before thee, grant that the ministers and stewards of thy mysteries may likewise so prepare and make ready thy way by turning the hearts of the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, that at thy second coming to judge the world we may be found an acceptable people in thy sight who livest and reigneth with the Father and the Holy Spirit ever, one God, world without end. Amen. The epistle reading for third Sunday in Advent is 1 Corinthians 4, verses 1 through 5, St. Paul's correction of the Corinthians who had judged him, and the details of that are in chapter 1, pointing out that only the Lord is his judge. The reading includes references to stewards and mysteries, 
the first as in the collect for the day being bishops and clergy. Mysteries are also mentioned by St. Paul in his letter to the Romans in Romans 16.25 as that which was withheld from the world since the world began. Here the phrase does not refer to the mystery of the sacrament of Holy Communion. The brief pericope is also a call to wait patiently or to, quote, judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes, unquote, in verse 5, a reference to the expected second coming for which Christians are being prepared in Advent season. In Philippians 1, verses 6 and 10, Read on the 22nd Sunday after Trinity, St. Paul called it the Day of Jesus Christ. In St. Paul's time, the second coming was anticipated within his lifetime. Traditional teaching is that one should always think of it as imminent, that is, it may come at any time, and Christians must always be prepared. The illustration is a 19th century stained glass window of St. Paul in Norfolk, England. The Gospel reading for third Sunday in Advent is Matthew 11, verses 2 through 10. For this pericope, we go back in time to 28 A.D. in Galilee, not long after the start of Jesus' public ministry. Jesus was preaching in the cities and towns of Galilee when two followers of the imprisoned John the Baptist bring him a message. Multitudes hear Jesus' words. The illustration is the detail of a frieze on parchment showing scenes in the life of John the Baptist used in previous slides. They ask the question in verse 3, Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? In his reply, Jesus recounts miraculous events with allusions to several prophecies of Isaiah. The blind see and the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear, the dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Blessed is he who is not offended because of me. That's chapter 11, verses 5 and 6. When the followers of John had departed, Jesus challenged the curious among the multitudes who had been following in his path as to what they had expected to see in the wilderness, raising three possibilities in verses 7, 8, and 9. A reed shaken by the wind, a man clothed in soft garments, or a prophet. In verses 9b and 10, Jesus answers his own questions, connecting John the Baptist directly to the Old Testament prophecy of Malachi 3, verse 1. Yes, I say to you, more than a prophet, for this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. The life of Jesus as fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy is one of the major themes of the Gospel of St. Matthew. The illustration is an oil-on-panel portrait circa 1310 A.D. of the prophet Malachi by one of the last Italian artists to paint in the Byzantine style Duzio di Buoninsena from art at the Museo dell'Opera del Duomo at Siena Cathedral in Siena, Italy. 
The Collect for Fourth Sunday in Advent, the final Collect in Advent season, was written by Archbishop Cranmer for the 1549 Book of Common Prayer based upon the Sarum Missal's version of an older Collect that came from the Gelasian Sacramentary. The wording was changed in the 1662 Book of Common Prayer with the addition of the phrase, running the race that is set before us, which was taken from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1b, and again for the changed again for the 1928 Book of Common Prayer, which substituted the now standard through Jesus Christ, through the phrase without end, in place of the slightly longer 1549 text. The other scriptural source is Psalm 80, verse 2, one of the lectionary's two psalm readings appointed for the day. The illustration is an oil-on-canvas portrait of Archbishop Cranmer painted in 1545 A.D. by Gerlach Flick from the National Library, London, England. O Lord, raise up, we pray thee, thy power, and come among us, and with great might succor us, that whereas through our sins and wickedness we are sore let and hindered in running the race that is set before us, thy bountiful grace and mercy may speedily help and deliver us, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The epistle reading for fourth Sunday in Advent is Philippians 4, verses 4 through 7, another call for readiness, in this case with joy and thanksgiving at the prospect of the second coming, which is the meaning of the phrase in verse 5b, the Lord is at hand. The pericope includes one of the most cited verses from the pen of St. Paul used in Anglican liturgy and personal prayer. From verse 7, the peace of God which passeth all understanding. The illustration is a Byzantine-style uh, illumination with colored inks and gilt on parchment from the Siegberg Lectionary from the Harley Manuscript 2889, Folio 2, made at the Benedictine Abbey of St. Michael in Siegburg, Germany in the second quarter of the 12th century from the collection of the British Library, London, England. The Gospel reading for fourth Sunday in Advent is John 1, verses 19 to 28. The location for this two-part pericope is the wilderness east of the Jordan called Bethabara, beyond the Jordan by St. John, but the location of which is now uncertain, traditionally said to be near Jericho, close to the point where the river empties into the Dead Sea. A group of priests and Levites sent by the Pharisees have arrived there from Jerusalem seeking to learn the identity of John the Baptist. The time frame is between 25 and 27 A.D., just before the start of Jesus' public ministry beginning in Galilee, which St. John recounts in the verses immediately after this pericope. The illustration is an opaque watercolor over graphite on gray wove paper of a young St. John, painted between 1886 and 1894 by the French artist James Tissot, 
as part of his series, The Life in the Life of Christ, now in the collection of the Brooklyn Museum. The pericope marks the end of St. John's preamble to his gospel, but the spiritual-minded tone of the preamble continues in St. John's account of the conversation of the exploratory party from Jerusalem with John the Baptist. Who are you, they ask in the opening verse, which is verse 19 in the NKJV text. When he denied he was the Christ, they inquired further, leading him to reject their assumption he was Elijah or Elias in the King James prayer book text, or a prophet, which led them to this dialogue at the end of the first part of the pericope. In verse 22, who are you that we may give an answer to those who sent us? And the answer in verse 23, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. The second part of the pericope is centered around the inquirer's desire to know why John baptized if he was neither the Christ, the promised Messiah, and was not Elijah, and was not a prophet. St. John the Baptist's answer frames the Christian understanding of the purpose of the nativity and the identity and meaning of the life of Jesus Christ. I baptize with water, but there stands one among you whom you do not know. It is he who, coming after me, is prepared before me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. That's verse 26b and 27. The illustration is a detail, the third of five, on the front of a two-sided, second-quarter, 12th-century illuminated frieze with decorated border showing scenes in the life of John the Baptist made, made in the Alsace region on the border between present-day France and Germany from the additional manuscripts collection, Manuscript 42497, from the British Library, London, England. Other traditions of Advent include the 12th century Great O Antiphon service based upon the words to the classic Advent hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. The text includes a series of readings with prayers and responses based on a scriptural key word for each day in Latin, one for each of the final seven days of Advent beginning on December 18th. On December 18th, the key word is O Sapientia, Sapienta, or Wisdom. On December 19th, it's O Adonai, which means Lord. On December 20th, O Radix Jesse, or Root of Jesse. December 21st, O Clavis David, or Key of David. On December 22nd, O Orions, or Dayspring. On December 23rd, O Rex Gentium, or King of the Nations. And finally, on December 24th, O Emmanuel, which literally means God with us. The AIC seasonal video series of the same name offers these readings with an Advent hymn for each day linked from the digital library page at www. AnglicanInternetChurch.net. 
The same material is available in MP3 podcast form on the podcast archive page. Or you can read the complete text with scriptural citations on pages 21 to 27 in the AIC Bookstore publication, Occasional Services for Anglican Worship, available using the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of the homepage at the same site, www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. One final tradition mentioned earlier in this episode is Lessons and Carols for Christmas Eve, an AIC seasonal video presentation for those unable to attend a Christmas Eve service. The program is based loosely upon the nine lessons and carols tradition attributed to King's College, Cambridge University. The video is available using the link on the digital library page and the MP3 podcast version using a link on the podcast archive page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. The opening and closing theme music for this series is a violin, cello, and piano rendition of an evangelical classic, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, written in 1757 A.D. in England by Robert Robinson, and arranged to the American folk tune Nettleton, composed by John Wyeth in 1813 A.D. Other AIC resources relative to topics and persons mentioned in this episode include our The Lives of the Saints Christian Education video series. From the first series, episode 5 is focused on St. Paul, whose feast day is January 25th. The episode video is linked from the digital library page with the MP3 podcast version linked from the podcast archive page. In the AIC seasonal video series, The Twelve Days of Christmas, on the first day of Christmas, December 25th, the theological theme word is love. On the sixth day, December 30th, the theological theme word is joy, from the Latin gaudere, to rejoice. Episode videos in the series are linked from the digital library page with podcast versions on the podcast archive page. Other AIC resources include the AIC Bible Study video series, New Testament Gospels. From the Gospel of St. Matthew, St. Matthew's theme of the life of Jesus as fulfillment of Old Testament prophecies is discussed in Episode 3. Episode 4, which includes the reading for the third Sunday in Advent, and Episode 5. On the podcast homilies page are links to the podcast homilies for third Sunday in Advent, also known as Gaudet Sunday, in which the theme is Rejoice in the Love of God, and fourth Sunday in Advent, in which the theme is The First Gift of Christmas. These can be listened to or downloaded from www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. Other AIC resources in the AIC bookstore include the Layman's Lexicon, in which the entries of interest for this episode are the word Advent on pages 3 and 4, Baptism on pages 23 to 25, 
bishop on page 28, deacon on page 56, episcopal on page 65, glory on pages 90 to 91, judgment on pages 125 to 126, love slash loving on page 138 to 139, mystery on pages 150 to 151, priest on page 174, prophet prophecy on pages 175 to 176, and finally second coming on pages 202 to 203. In Christian Spirituality and Anglican Perspective, Archbishop Cranmer's concept of taking the teachings of the Church into one's heart, specifically in the Responses to the Commandments, is discussed on pages 8 to 13. In Occasional Services for Anglican Worship, the opening sentence quoting Isaiah in our three-hour service in commemoration of Good Friday in the Cross of Christ Thy Glory is found on page 77. The text of the Advent wreath ceremony for third Sunday in Advent and fourth Sunday in Advent is found on pages 171 and 175 to 176. In the writing prophets of the Old Testament, you will find material on two of the prophets quoted in the Gospel readings for Third Sunday in Advent and Fourth Sunday in Advent. The life of Isaiah and the major themes and selected quotations from Isaiah are the subject of Part 2, The Major Prophets, Chapter 1, pages 13 to 20, with a text box on page 16 Isaiah in Christian liturgy, which includes, among others, the Sanctus Prayer in Holy Communion and the Great O Antiphons. The life of Malachi and the major themes and selected quotations from the book of Malachi are the subject of Part 3, The Minor Prophets, Chapter 12, pages 111 to 116, which include two text boxes, Malachi in Christian Liturgy on page 116, and Old Testament slash New Testament Parallels on page 117. Information about Lamus Lexicon, Occasional Services for Anglican Worship, The Writing Prophets of the Old Testament, and all our AIC bookstore publications can be found using the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of the homepage at www. AnglicanInternetChurch.net. Finally, other AIC resources include Father Ron's blog, a page in which I post new information, usually weekly, generally including at least one graphic from our archive of historic church art from both the Western and Eastern church traditions. You can read the page by clicking the Father Ron's blog tab from the site menu at the top and bottom of any page on the site, or you can enter the direct URL address in your browser, http colon right slash right slash www.anglicaninternetchurch.net right slash blog with blog spelled in lowercase letters. Once on the blog page, I invite you to become a follower by clicking the Follow Anglican Internet Church legend. You'll be asked to enter your email address to receive notice of each new posting from our site host, wordpress.com.
Thank you for joining me for Episode 2 in Advent, A Season of Penitence and Preparation, the final episode in the series. I invite you to join me for the next seasonal video series, Christmas, the Nativity of Our Lord, which will premiere in late fall, A.D. 2018. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and make use of its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.